<laughs> okay, Tails, you ready, buddy? I sure am, Sonic. And what about you, Knucklehead? I have been ready since the day I was born. <laughs> okay, well I hope you've battened down your bloody hatches, Internet, because it's time for the Real Boys Podcast. I'm Noodle. And I gotta go fast and welcome to our weekly rendition of Real Boys. Real bad films? A question mark? The show where we look at some of the shittiest and most shunted media from all the franchises you know and love, Moogle. <laughs> I I love how like you've you've hidden it a little bit, but yeah. still Dragon Ball Z voices mostly. You reckon? Yeah, your tails pulled it away a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But cool. you still got a solid Yamcha and it's like combination of Mr. Popo and Piccolo for okay, <laughs> for, okay. for Knuckles. Well I've got a baseline for Piccolo there. Uh yeah, not my first take. Uh thanks for <laughs> thanks for revealing that little bit behind the scenes Moogle. Well, it's gonna be Oh no, it won't be in B roll, but hey. No, that's you right. Know? And it's all down. This magic doesn't happen straight off the bat, everybody. That's true. Sometimes we got to practice one or two, and uh, that's all I've practiced, so it's all downhill from here. Or should I say bloody <laughs> uphill, bloody up green hill zone, Ooh. because Michael, what have we bloody got for them this week? Yeah, well, speaking of uphill, Nelson, we've got Sonic 2, which I think Ooh. is uh, probably a little bit better than Sonic 1, which I can't remember Ooh. anything about. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, still right might be a bad top. film. Still <laughs> might be a bad, still a video game film, is there? Mm-hmm. Nothing surer than that, Mookal. But uh, tell us what they actually what the what does the audience think of this one, right? Let's not let's not guess. Let's let let's get some common consensus on Sonic <laughs> Number Two. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have an audience consensus for you at all. What? Yeah, the most the most definitive and effective measure of uh, a movie's success, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we all know, is the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Specifically, the audience score, Mookle. Yeah, completely outside. There's no bias. There's no way that it can be manipulated. Objective view. Couldn't find it, but what I have for you, Nelson, is I've got the critical consensus. It's currently just sitting at like a fresh. It ain't certified, but it's fresh at 68 right now. Percent. That's no good. (laughs) Yeah, and IMDb. You know the aggregate data is backing it up. We got seven out of ten from IMDb, so it's doing pretty good. Floating up. Okay, interesting, Mookle. Yeah, and speaking of floating up, good segues, Nelson. The budget's floating up there. It's 110 million. It's pretty high. Um, Wow. No Marvel territory that much, but you know it's pretty high. Expected box office was fifty five million, Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the weekly, oh, just the week, they yeah. they didn't make a hundred and ten million dollar movie and hope that they get fifty five mil. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like the third time we've made that joke because yeah. we keep fucking <laughs> this up. But currently, it's actually it did make twenty five point five mil That's on the not weekend. Bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think Morbius made far more than that. Yeah, but yeah, they, everything I like see 40. is <laughs> Morbius is a bad movie mm. and. Sonic is a good movie that's doing well and they're happy with it. So I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know what they're tracking. It's very confusing. Maybe they're expecting more like growth over Sonic's life, particularly into streaming because kids aren't rushing out to the films to see a film mm-hmm. on release, are they? School no, holidays like, coming up too, no, yes. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting. <laughs> sad 30 to mid 30 year old men like us who who go and see these movies straight ah, off the bat. We loved it. You, me, our friend, and yes, that guy and his child up the back at a nine o'clock show. Yep, that was it. <laughs> it is a dying industry, Michael. On their biggest night, 
just five people in the cinema. And speaking of five people, more than five people in this film, Nelson. Yeah. So we're going to run down the cast list oh, on this film. <laughs> Let's see if I can keep doing the weird running segues that <laughs> don't really work. You're, you're nailing it. Yeah, right. These you. are all on point. I'm very proud of you today, Mookal. Thank you. Speaking of proud, I'm proud of the performance by a couple of these cast members. Hey. James Marsden coming back as Tom Wachowski. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Wachowski's uh, uncle, as we all know, from Monsters, Inc. Yep, yep. Those these universes do cross over. Classic Pixar trope. Pixar animated this one, Mookal. Yeah, the, if there's one thing I've always known is that Pixar and Paramount, they're a studio that really get along together. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they, they have the same streaming service. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben Schwartz, uh, obviously reprising Sonic, doing pretty good as always. Yeah, really hitting the emotional beats, you know. You really feel Sonic's journey. Journey of friendship, Mookal. Yeah, yeah. The first movie, like, he was definitely just, like, the classic, like, fish-out-of-water oddball yeah. thing. But, yeah, yeah they tried to actually give him a relationship and character this time, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the one, the only, Jim Carrey as Eggman. Yes. I was going to see if you were going to guess, and then I was going to say it was someone else, but there that's fine. There are so many characters in this film, Mookal. It's yeah, so yeah. many worth talking about. I, was, I wasn't going to interject, but uh, <laughs> I will interject uh, Eggman back again, bloody... Mm. Or Dr. Robotnik, as our American audience yeah, may know him as. And us, pick. and everyone yeah. but Japan, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, I, I like Eggman. Eggman's funny. Yeah, and the movie, like, they kept pushing it, which I found interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, wait, did he even get named Eggman in between the movies? Because they knew he was Dr. Robotnik, and they just started throwing it out. He he does, like, uh, some subtle references in the first one. He's like, look what came out of my egg sack, as his, like, egg egg drones come out. And then Sonic gives him the nickname. Oh, your eggs are pretty eggy, Eggman, but (laughs) I'm about to crack those shells. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, my God. Something like that, you know. I'm probably taking (laughs) a much more punny than they did. Um, (laughs) So, it's a nickname Sonic gives it to it. But, like, they don't focus on it. Again, this isn't Solo, right? This is Batman. Yeah. (laughs) nods and winks to the source material. Yeah, to be honest, they do really good ones. And uh, let's just push through this cast list so that we can get to that. Bang it out. There was a lot of really good actors in this. go fast. Yeah. (laughs) And I will. So, we got Idris Elba coming in as Knuckles. Yes, surprise performance. Yeah, right. Fucking it, not Absolutely. knowing much about the source material apparently is all interviews make it clear well, or even what the production studio is trying to do. Yep. But that's fine. It's I've not read, his job. I've He's read just a good actor. Contrary. He read a lot of the Sonic comics, Michael, Yeah, okay, I to can get, believe to that. To get a lot more of uh, Knuckles' backstory. Yeah, yeah, no, I could believe that. I could believe that. Uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy is Tails. Yes, um, coming not- across from the video games. Yeah. I'm the cast member. The only cast member, really. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, that's a beautiful tidbit. Hey, and she sounded like what I would imagine Tails might sound at, like, because I've never really played the games. Mm, and nothing what I made Tails sound like, Mookal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you did pretty good that time around. I, I was proud. And I think that'll roll it off. I think there's no need to go into any more cast because there's a couple of extra players who'll come up. Mm. Obviously, Tika Sumter is yes. Maddie Wachowski. Absolutely. Got real mum and dad vibes coming from the old uh, Wachowski. Chowski adults, Tom and Maddie. Uh, and uh, mm. Tika Sumter is beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And so James Marsden is so beautiful, too. They're such a beautiful couple. Oh, yeah. And funnily enough, uh, Maddie Wachowski, not actually related to uh, Mike, obviously, because through mm. marriage, but mm. uh, the Wachowski sisters, the directors of The Matrix. So a lot of universes colliding in this one, Nelson. Universal, Pixar, Paramount, it's all coming together, uh, it's baby. It's about who you know, right? These, they, they spin in family circles in Hollywood, mate. What can you say? <laughs> 
right? Wait, Warner Brothers. Is Universal Warner Brothers the same? We don't know much about movies. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and I think that's it, Nelson. So I think if if you don't mind, if any further ado needs to happen, Ooh. it should happen now. But I think it's time to move on to Death Count. Am I right, Nelson? Is that oh, where we're at? Oh, 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 no. Oh yeah, probably not much of a death count in a movie Sonic. like this. this yeah, is, yeah. This is this is. Uh, let's be real. This is a film predominantly designed for families and children. Yes, um, I like how you, you you add in families so that you don't have to feel so sad about loving it. I'm, I don't feel sad about loving it, but I just think all age groups can enjoy it. But it obviously uh, yeah. has a target audience. Mookal. Now, uh, I do want to be very clear before I start off this plot. Uh, we do see a little PSA before the old Sonic 2 starts. Other than yeah, the old Sonic cute. Saturday cartoons. That's no good, if you remember uh, those ones. I Moogle. don't. Um, but uh, obviously with Ben Schwartz telling us no spoilers, uh, which I think is a really beautiful message to be actually telling the youth, right? Establishing a good spoiler culture mm. uh, at a younger age so they can learn better behaviours and <laughs> the internet's not a fucking horrible nightmare like it is in, in our current time, Mookle. Yeah, hey, I mean, it's always been pretty horrible to be fair. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah it's interesting because when I saw this, I was like, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be much to spoil Sonic, but hey, there's a lot of things there's that I actually thought lot. we probably should save from the audience for a little bit. Absolutely, a modern property and with that disclaimer, we are going to air away from Spoilers for the first half of this podcast, but if you listen past the second half, well, that's on you, buddy. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Let's go through this plot. So we carry off sometime after the first film has finished. But sometime we, we carry off exactly where we left the first film. You see, we see a bloody Rube Goldberg machine made from mushrooms, mm-hmm. crudely put together. Uh, we find out it's actually made for bloody making mushroom coffee. As we see, Eggman, Doctor. Robotnik, Ooh. Jim Carrey in the flesh, suited up, pure Eggman, bald head, huge moustache, red goggles. He's got it all pure going crazy. On. Or yeah, he's really a lost. A lot going it. on he's, mentally he's, and physically. He's narrating it. He's uh, we're watching a montage of his failed coffee mushroom coffee attempts. Uh, mm-hmm. Having a really bad time, but he's managed to body put together a bit of a beacon out of the old parts of his ship that he was left with when old Sonic kicked him into the mushroom planet through a bloody ring portal at the end of number one. Spoilers for number one, you shouldn't be listening to a number two, that's on you. <laughs> Alright audience, yeah, fucking take that. Yes, and with the quill he still had from Sonic, he launches up that beam, kabloomy, sky beam, up into the fucking sky, he gets blown a hundred metres back, and then falls to the ground he should be dead Michael mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should be dead but then all of a sudden ooh somebody's noticed this big blue beam we see a bloody ring portal open oh ooh. here comes old bloody sexy Knuckles as the old meme says hey eh? Idris Elba as Knuckles <laughs> coming to say where did you find that power and he goes oh I found it on bloody earth uh, so I can show you the way if you like mate yeah cause what so Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The portal was powered by one hair from Sonic? Uh, no, the portal wasn't powered by the hair. Was that the homing beacon or that something? That was the beacon he was gotcha. powering through the one hair from Sonic. The The rings are powered by 
they'd say in the first one, this is how all intelligent life travels through ring portals. They never explain how <laughs> Take it Take that, works. humans. Yeah. Dumb bitches. Yeah, idiots, idiots. But they've got them now, Mookal, as we cut across to the old Wachowski Howski. We see bloody Sonic and the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis are off to bloody Hawaii. You see, all Tom and Maddie Wachowski are off to Maddie's sister's wedding, Rachel. Old Rachel, eh? Yeah, so real standout from this film, Michael, and played by Natasha Rothwell. Uh, standout performance, Mookal. Yeah, she has a really good arc in this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Not much to do in the first one, but they've certainly given her some stuff to do in this one. Mm-hmm. And off they go via ring portal. Thank you very much, Sonic. God, they've got it made. Oh, could you imagine going, going no flights, no more. <sighs> yeah, I'd love that life. Although Sonic puts them through a fair bit of a hassle to get into the ring, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, he sure does. He sets up a little security, airport security station. He does the old beeps with a bloody spatula to Yeah, very it. sweet. And bloody says, oh, your uh, t-shirt is tacky to old Tom Wachowski. <laughs> yeah, they're really like, um, and they've like set in like the he's just a child dynamic. Like they've changed yes. the character a lot to be yeah. very childlike and whimsical. Whereas before he was kind of like, just a just an interesting kind of hyperactive maybe adult in the first movie mm. but this time they're like no he's clearly got the reasoning of a child he's yes basically yes, a absolutely. baby and this is kind of uh, a new format of origin stories we're going through Mookle, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit <laughs> interesting later. okay maybe maybe a little bit of a spider-man homecoming origins here kind of style if you know what i'm saying and that's all i need to say it's a three film mm. origin story is my theory that's it we're not coming back to it moving right along Off the <laughs> i think go. that's most films try to do three movies yeah, with yeah, the specifically the origin arc right so not yeah, showing the, okay. the point of power origin but showing the origin of the actual character themselves okay okay yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck off, Wachowskis. Off they go to Hawaii. Sonny's got the bloody house to himself. Oh, he's a sneaky teenage boy, flossing around the house, making bloody bubbles all over the house, swimming around, having a crazy <laughs> time, having a good time. Just Mookle. tearing everything up, destroying everything. Yeah, yeah, really fucking up the house, real cat in the hat style. Yeah. But oh no, the bloody door handle falls off the front door. It's been bloody right. lasered out. Who is it? It's Dr. Eggman, but he's not alone, Mookle, as I've mentioned with him the rough tough a little bit confused very much out of his uh, water as a fish that's not an expression he's an echidna Nelson <laughs> you don't know your sonic properties Knuckles, you who is bloody on the chase and ready to fight Sonic right and the fight seems like it might be turning in Knuckles' direction <laughs> you mean the guy who's like the exact same but twice the size well, yeah, yeah yeah and his power is punching so he's kind of got yeah. that on him like every day of the plus week. also speed apparently What's yeah, that about? Yeah, but not as fast, maybe. Sure. He doesn't have as much attitude as Sonic. Okay? No, he's got almost no attitude. That's right. But maybe Sonic isn't alone. Maybe he doesn't have to fight this fight alone. See, as we saw at the end credits of Sonic 1, Bloody Tails mm. is here a little bit later in this film than you'd expect to bloody save the day. Yeah, Mookle. is this actually the first time we've ever seen an end credit scene that starts about 25 to 30 minutes into yeah. the next movie. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Because I love That's that, that the line right? from the end credits was literally them coming to the scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they had to, they had to tease it. Yeah, they sure did. Mookal. And I think that's enough of the plot without spoiling too much. Remember, kids, don't spoil this movie. Yeah? yeah, how many kids do you think are listening to us, Nelson? Probably none. We're an explicit podcast. Kids in the, in the sense of adults. Kids, I mean, don't listen to this. Yeah. If you're adults, don't let Go your kids listen to this. It's too late. 
Yeah, it's too late for us while we record this, but yeah, I don't yeah. think that I don't think it's a live it. podcast, Nelson. No, I've been not, trying to tell you this for a little while. Not yet. Hey, Mookle. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, maybe oh, a little, oh, little we got bit a bloody of a caller on the line, eh? Oh, who is it? Hey, hey big fan, a first-time listener, a long-time fan. <laughs> I just want to know how many Sonics are in this movie. How many Sonics? Yes. One. Oh, good. Right. That's not too many. Yeah, it's not too many. Okay, bye. There's a lot of other Sonic-like things that were mirrors of him in the game. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I've got what I need. No, come on. I mean, this is the first time we've had a guest caller. I want you to keep going. We could spend 20 minutes on this if you want. I feel a little bit scared, and I feel a little bit like I'm just going to have to cut out this whole bit. Uh, You feel scared? I don't know how you got this this number. Uh, Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That was was weird. Um, Nelson, you've got to stop giving out our number every time you meet. I just don't know how else I'm supposed to engage with our audience, Mookle, all right? (laughs) I'm just trying to make us grow, all right? You're mostly driving the Instagram. You've got a poll on the Instagram. You know how to drive the audience engagement. Well, yeah, but I want to try different methods. And speaking of different methods, let's talk about some of the performances in this movie because there was a couple of different approaches we saw some of these actors take. Absolutely. Yum, 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 yum. Because Bunny Daddy Marsden's here. Fuck, he's, he yeah. shines in a dad role. Ooh-wee. Sonic and, and, and Marsden yeah. are going through a transition from friends to more of a father-son role in this film. And yeah, and Sonic's like, I'm into this. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. Uh, yeah, it's very saccharine. But mm. like, I think the thing that I have to say is like my overarching about all of these performances. Yes. The one thing I really liked is... All of these actors knew they were in a kids' film. Yeah. And their performances, all of them were adapted accordingly, where it's like, ah, there's like a lot more ham than I see this actor do. And to be honest, it's perfect. It's the right choice. You can see they're having fun with it, right? Everyone's there and having a good time and playing around. Jim Carrey is probably driving a lot of that energy, but even he (laughs) is kind of brought down a little bit, I think, from his 90s. And that's probably just age to kind of middle ground it a little more. Yeah, plus he became like a genuine award-winning dramatic actor. So I think... He's learned how to pull some of those ridiculous punches. Yeah, although as I say it, he is much more unhinged in this film, Mookle. Well, and that was cool, because Mm. I feel like they justified him being far more unhinged and Mm. far more kooky, because... He was stranded on, like, a mushroom world yeah. for, like, God years by long. what seems like, perhaps. Well, no, this is the thing. It's, he says in the, the last film he'll be home by Christmas, and they bloody dropped the trailer for Sonic 2 in the holiday season of bloody... What oh, so timelines up with our world when they... <laughs> that's yeah, pretty so. cool. Yeah, All right, yeah, so it's right. been, like, about a year then, yeah? Yeah, two years, three years, yeah. Yeah, Zizo, yeah. And, and that's cool, because you can see that the character, when he comes back, is clearly more deranged mm-hmm. from isolation, which I was like... Hey, you don't need to justify Jim Carrey doing what he wants, but I like that you did that because yeah. it was really good because normally Jim Carrey's performances like this throw me and I'm like, yeah. nah, it's too much. And it started to wear almost towards the end, yep. but then yep. the stakes picked up and it kind of like overshadowed it. And I'm like, nah, I'm not. Yeah. I loved every single bit of it. It was like one of my favorite Jim Carrey performances in a long time. Yeah. Absolutely, and potentially his final performance, Moogle. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. Maybe some contract negotiations happening behind the scenes. Maybe a little bit of that Tom Holland action, a la, as I said, that bloody (laughs) threequel 
origin story. This is how much like Marvel has entered pop culture. Just everything that's happening in Hollywood right now, we we see through the lens of what has happened in the Marvel sphere. But that's what the monkey see, monkey do. That's what the the film industry does, right? Okay. It's supply and demand. Celebrities and the film industry is supply and demand. If they see something going well, everyone else tries to emulate or mimic it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. And you're right. Marvel is like the height that you can receive as an actor. So right. why wouldn't it be the thing that sets expectations for all other actors? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And speaking of expectations of other actors, all I can really say, Nelson, about yeah. the other main actors of this film is to be honest, they just kind of did great, right? Like yeah. you've got your standouts like Jim Carrey, but like everyone else, I don't think it's worth talking too much about because I think they just all did a really good job but I mean, nothing so outstanding that's worth mentioning apart from probably a few of them yeah but for the most part it's just hey they they met the brief they did really good they yeah. rised above it sometimes and I think the one of the reasons I wanted to glance over the main cast is because they all did great yeah. every single form was great but one thing that I was surprised by is there's a couple of the the B plot characters who were just phenomenal in everything. Absolutely, and some surprising returning characters as well. Nuckle ones yeah. that I didn't expect to see, but I am happy that I did. Yeah. So we've already mentioned Rachel. Obviously, she has a phenomenal arc that we can't even talk about that much yeah. until after because it's very spoiler territory. Wait for that second half. Yeah. We've got the groom-to-be, Randall, who's Ooh. played by Shamar Moore. Yes, from Criminal Minds fame. <laughs> yeah, probably. That makes sense to me. He's always got that same beard. That's all I know him as, the guy with that pretty nice beard. Mm, and that then we've goatee got... that streams out of his nostrils. Yeah, and out of his nostrils and directly around the corners of his mouth. It's the most <laughs> unique thing, and I don't think anyone without that jawline could pull it off. Uh, and... My personal favourite, who in my opinion overshadowed my enjoyment of Jim Carrey in his quality performance. Really? Tom Butler, who's reprising his role as Vice Chairman Walters, who I think we'll talk about a little bit after the break. Yes, I think we will indeed. Moogle. And yeah, look, we're skirting around the edges of this. We're really touching on not much of much to avoid the spoilers here. We really want to be respectful of that message because a lot of uh, spoilers in this one, surprisingly, mm. and a lot of spoilers for the Sonic fans. So I think I'll take yeah. us uh, over to our bloody sponsor, eh, Moogle? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't worry, don't worry, Sonic fans, which I don't know who they are, but mm. <laughs> we're definitely getting to it. We're going to get to some meat of this movie, but right now, let's... Let's transition to the soft and dulcet tones of um, Silky Sieve, our mm. sponsor from the Silk Emporium. Bit of a correction, Nelson. Um, I, I actually mispronounced his name last week. I have got confirmation the T in Sieve is silent. So mm. let's hear a word from Silky Sieve from the Silk Emporium. Uh, a jazz record shop and bar near you. Ooh, we'll be right back with the real boys, real bad films. Hey guys, things are going great here at the Silk Emporium. Sure, sales are a bit low, but, uh, you know, jazz can be a bit intimidating sometimes. And excuse me, do you own this store? Ah, uh, well, yes. Yes, I do. I must say, I've never seen a jazz collection quite like this one before. <laughs> yeah, jazz can be a bit intimidating. Don't worry, if you need, I can show you around a thing or two. Uh, thank you, that won't be necessary. Tell you what, this community needs more jazz, so take my card, and if you ever find things get a little tougher than you expected, feel free to give me a call. Uh, thanks. 
who the hell was that? Lunar Records? <laughs> More like No Clue Records. <laughs> Good one, Steve. And we're back. Uh, Mookle, I don't know how I feel about this guy. He gives me mm, uncomfortable vibes. Yeah, look, no, I get that. Um, I think it's hard because I've had a couple more meetings with him than you, but mm. I think mm. it's just he's very passionate um, yeah. about what he what he does. You can understand that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he was being a little underhanded to that producer who seemed like a really nice person to me, Mookle. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I don't know. I think I think it's just when you're trying to start something new, it's high stakes, you know? It's a little stress starting a business. I think we can cut him some slack. Yeah, on that, speaking of high stakes and starting mm-hmm. a business, Moogle, yeah. uh, I haven't seen anything in the old <laughs> business account coming in from this sponsor. Yeah, uh, this How's is the great thing. Us? Actually, no, this is perfect. So, I want to make the same mistakes we made last time, right? Yeah. Because... Um, Obviously, the problem with Crunchy Stew, I feel, is that we weren't connected enough in our goals. Mm, that was the problem with Crunchy Stew, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he just ran a muck, and he didn't he didn't appreciate the impact that it would have on us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what I've done, what we actually get is, we actually have a 5% stake um, in Silky Sieve's new business. Um, okay. So, what we get is we actually get the profits from... Um, the actual. So what we get is we actually get the profits that he makes on a monthly basis. So I mean, I think we're going to start raking this one in, mate. Uh, this is a new business and a small business, right, Moogle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually takes small businesses five years to turn around a profit, Moogle. How long do you expect us to wait? Oh, I mean, you know, uh, I hope it's a little quick in that because, to be fair, we only have the ownership. While we're playing his ads. So, right. one would hope that it picks up uh, pretty soon. Okay, well, speaking of ownership, I'm about to put some bloody ownership on our audience. Moogle, you see, we, in two weeks' time, we've got our bloody special audience shout-out episode coming. By howdy. looking at the very uh, timely, very modern, probably out of the media by then, but Wild Wild <laughs> yeah. West starring Will smack em up smith mm-hmm, uh, Moogle. Mm-hmm. And we're bloody calling out to you. You see, we want to do a special pitch that sitch. Maybe our final ever pitch that sitch, or at least in its oh, current no. format. Merkel, maybe we shall see. But that's right, we're going to give you the opportunity. Reach out to us, hit us up in the DMs at Real Boys, R E L B O I Z on Instagram. Mm. Pitch us that bloody wild, wild west sitch. You know, what direction do you want to take it in, eh? Yeah, you take it any direction. Bloody Five spiders, ten Ooh, spiders. I mean, yeah. all the options are. All uh, metallic endless. and all unnecessary Moogle. Mm-hmm. But he merged it in with the Shanghai Noon franchise, hey? Eh? Shanghai uh, Nights franchise. No, that's tacky. Never do something like that. So hit us up on our DMs and get your buddy chance to have your pitch that sitch read out on this podcast. Hit us up at Real Boys. But speaking of pitch that sitch, Nelson, a really important thing that mm. we do prior to pitch that sitch is we explain what happened in the first movie prior to that pitch. Yeah. And speaking of movies, we've just watched a movie. And yeah. you know what I think we should do? I think we should explain a little more now that we're past the spoiler break. Yes, uh, in what please. happened here. Do you like that? My favourite thing was to like really run that really bad um, segue as long as I could. I just don't think you nailed the segues today, buddy. I don't know. Maybe my perception's off, but I, don't know. I think you're doing a great job. Keep <laughs> it up. 
the stupider the better. That's like my whole like, that's my whole game, dude. <laughs> and speaking of the stupider the better, Nelson, one yeah. thing that I noticed is nice. at the start of this podcast, we uh gaslit our audience once again. Did we? Sneaky 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 boy. Yeah, because this movie happened to sneak a few deaths. In, Ooh, uh, despite our previous uh, FYI to the audience, well, uh, which means our first spoiler is letting you know how many deaths happened in this film. Spoil me rotten, spoil me good, spoil me like a rotten egg, because it's time for Death Count. You know what I love about machines? They do what they're told. Death count! I'm sure you want to commence the drone attack. There will be significant casualties. Do it! Execute them all! Hey, I killed your family. It's time for death count. <laughs> yeah, see, so there's pretty big spoiler as you can tell, because as Nelson's voice has indicated, Sonic killed everyone in this film. You're too slow. So he didn't, <laughs> no, Mookle, like... but a certain character certainly did contribute to most of these deaths, Mookle. Yeah, so if we take you back to Nelson's plot at the start of it, you may have noticed that we had one Mr. Eggman mm. stuck on a mushroom planet, and he opened a beacon to that world to find Knuckles waiting at the other side, That's but... Right. There were a couple of people who came in before old Knuckles. We yeah. had three aggressive-looking lizard boys come through. Mm, we're a little buddy bird hats. Yeah, I don't know what they were, to be I honest. I just just random disposable human-esque aliens. Oh, and boy, did old Eggman dispose of them because he was ready. <laughs> he was clearly expecting a fight on the other side. Oh, because yes. This time, I'll take your lives as well as the Chaos Emerald. Because he dispatched them quickly with it. some pretty cool Ooh. traps. First guy just flung into the nethers with a rope trap, just swinging around the ankle and swinging him into... Who fucking Just thrown knows? to the moon, <laughs> flung into yeah, God knows where. <laughs> Not coming back. That's it. Although I mean, later in the movie, there's someone who probably should have died oh, from yeah. a similar height, <laughs> but maybe it's not a death. Second one. Yeah. The old classic log trap straight mm. to the sternum. There you go. He's dead. Splat. And then lastly. We got a little special cameo from Agent Stone. Yes. Who cracks one of the last lizard boys to the head, sure Nelson, does. and just takes them out in quick fashion. Catapults that that bloody stone right at the guy's yeah. head. Blunt force trauma. He's dead for sure, Mookle. Oh, how irritating. Nothing but wimps. I'm, I'm starting to think because, again, what is this? 18th podcast in. Yeah. And we've got a death on everyone. Yeah. I'm starting to think we're causing these somehow with a curse because the first Sonic had none. No, you're right. Not a single death in the original Sonic movie. You are <laughs> quite right, Moogle. Yeah, look, maybe maybe we're onto something, hey? Yeah, maybe Hollywood is just getting more hyper But I think it's good. I think it raised the stakes, made Dr. Robotnik um, more of a threat, right? Absolutely. Because like, oh my God, he's straight up just killing people the second this movie starts. I mean, he's a man at his last resort, Moogle. He's sick of drinking that mushroom coffee, all these traps by by the way, uh, made out of mushrooms because that's all yeah. there is on the mushroom planet. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. And what he had to do was murder three people in cold blood. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, it might have been in vain because our last death of this movie, mm. we've got four in total, is Ooh. Mr. Eggman himself. Ooh. 
crushed by a giant mechanoid. Yes. Farewell, Sonic, my admirable adversary. That's right. Bloody destroyed. Our main villain dead. Mookle oh and Jim Carrey talking about retiring. So Must may, be dead for sure. May not see him again. Never going to see him again, guys. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's probably pretty good, right? Because obviously, there's no way he's dead if they want Jim Carrey back for the next of movie. Course. But and he's this- integral to he's integral to Sonic. Sonic is not Sonic without Eggman. It's kind of a good out, though. Like if if so- if he doesn't come back, they can be like, yeah, he died. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's dead. What do you what do you want from us? We're going to bloody do chaos now from Sonic Adventure One. Ooh, something I don't know anything about, and hopefully none of our audience does. Get yeah. alive, guys. Don't play Sonic. No, just kidding. I'm a nerd. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's good advice. Don't play Sonic. Sonic <laughs> games are notoriously, notoriously bad. Yeah. Cool. Notoriously but I, bad. But I think maybe, let's be safe. Maybe we'll call this a death count question mark to open the door for Jim Carrey to reprise his role yeah because to be honest uh, i would like to see jim carrey reprise this role i think he's doing a really great Eggman, and i think he's one of the few villains that i've seen that they can continually bring back and carry through mm. obviously i don't think they can keep doing the oh he's dead or oh he's trapped somewhere else or yeah probably know, don't ride that one too much yeah kind of overdo that trope but yeah i'm more than happy if jim carrey does nothing for the rest of his career but come back for one or two more sonic movies i'd love that yeah, that's perfectly fine i would love Love that too, Moogle. And I suspect, based on what they're setting up, uh, he will be back, Moogle. Um, really, really integral to the plot of Sonic 3, I suspect, Moogle. Yeah, I think that's uh, laying some pretty good cable, Nelson, because yes. we're in spoiler territory. Yeah. And there's a lot we can talk about in this movie, but I think a fascinating thing is, for the most part, the plot's pretty self-contained because yes. they separate the characters quite often. Um, yep. Pat a lot of the plot with some solid uh, pop culture references and some Sonic references, which I think they do really well. Yep. Yeah, tons and tons of really excellent homages to Sonic. Uh, when Tails is flying and carrying Sonic, they do it in the exact same position that they do in the in the game yeah um, there's the a plane that tails flies him on the exact same plane that he flies him on sure is there's a lot of moments through this film Mookle. this is this is actually weirdly sonic 2 and sonic 3's stories combined which is they virtually have no story Mookle, but they've managed to actually use the best elements of those games and bring them into a robust and fully fledged story um, mm-hmm. and, and little things like uh, Sonic, he can't swim in the games. Why? Because it's a game about bloody running, so he sinks to the <laughs> bottom, right? Because they couldn't engineer that into the code at the time. <laughs> uh, absolutely, right? And it's like super stressful. I mean, if anyone's played the original Sonic, they know that before you get the air bubble that goes whoop whoop, and then you're okay. Yeah, That's, okay. They bought that in. This is a really huge character piece for Sonic throughout this movie, and it comes yeah. back a couple of times. He's like, I can't swim. There's a scene at the start that we missed just after he's really fucked up the city trying to be a superhero throwing Mm. bombs everywhere almost killing a bunch of people eating ice cream but narrowly avoiding it by deconstructing the truck he's driving towards them with a bloody drill with his supersonic speed and Marsden gives him a bloody big dad speech in a boat about responsibility and the fact that being a hero is not about looking after yourself it's about uh, being responsible for other people Mm. 
very sweet. Very, 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 very sweet. Yeah, very saccharine in this movie. But Sonic falls in the water in that scene right at the start, saying, I can't swim, struggling about, and James Marsden saves him, and it comes back a couple of times. It comes mm-hmm. back when he needs to get to, uh, spoiler alert, the Master Emerald is what they're after in this film, and he's got to run across some waves to get to it, and it's bloody terrifying. Mm. Later on, he needs his bloody save Knuckles when it, Knuckles is drowning, and he actually like sucks in an air bubble like in the game. It's amazing. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, little things, little stressful elements that you do feel stressed for Sonic in those moments. And it's got that organic kind of driver from from our childhood when when that was your really childhood, the most, or mine specifically. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true, Mookle. Uh, but I think really well worked in considering it's such a silly element, you know, yeah. to become a plot piece and an effective plot piece, albeit a little cliche. Yeah. Know? Look, they hit all of the things so well. They they, yep. they tow a great line with everything. It's yeah. too saccharine, but it somehow is well done and uplifting. Yeah. They hit you in the face with so many different references, both to current pop culture and apparently the game media. It's phenomenal. And I think the thing I really like is yep. I knew none of this game stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it for what it was, which was a solid kids film. Yeah. Right? Our audience may know a little bit about this. And I think... I think now it's time to move into something I like to call Nelson's Weeb Corner, where you let the fans at home know every juicy little detail about the exciting Easter eggs that have been thrown in for our video game okay, fans okay, that you yeah, picked you up have on. Put me on the spot for this one. So we find out the Master Emerald is what Knuckles is Ooh, after. Oh, the after Master all. Emerald. Over, I guess, hundreds or thousands of years, there's been a fight between the bloody owls, Longclaw, bloody Sonic's mother, Not who's an Longclaws. owl from the first one, and the bloody echidnas over who <gasps> should the hold echidnas. the emerald. The owls. Wait, didn't they have a cool name too? I think, I don't know, they're echidnas, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what they were called. Um, uh, but they've been at odds, they've been at war. The owls trying to hide away the Master Emerald because the uh, the old echidnas want to use it for themselves to get ultimate Well, power. it was rightfully theirs to begin with, right? Well, it's true, they did. They forged it out of the seven Chaos Emeralds, Mookal, which is, Ooh, is an interesting reference. through line because the Chaos Emeralds, when they're gathered, they bloody make Sonic soup. PR Sonic Moogle, but they're encapsulated oh. in the old Master Emerald, which is not true to the original games, but I think it's a nice little touch. Mm. I think it's a good way to get them in there, kind of lay that cable down. Um, but uh, the Get temple, the comments, true fans. They uh, did it wrong. Yeah, um, but the, uh, the actual uh, labyrinth that they go to to get to the Master Emerald Moogle. Yeah, the uh, one that was like... <laughs> so this labyrinth, right? Yeah. I have problems with this. Because it was below the seafloor, and then they used some powers to get it open. Yeah. But they the put water a just kept into tr- a brick yeah, that it made part of the waters and sent up a sky beam. But the waters just kept water falling down, and it was at sea level. So how yeah. deep is that area that oh, it can do that? I don't know, man. Maybe there were walls going up that we didn't see, right? I just... would like that, yeah. but no. no. Magic. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's Master magic. Emerald magic. The Master Emerald bloody gives you the power to create anything that you can think of, which I don't think is incredibly true to the games. And uh, where it's held is actually the uh, Labyrinth Zone from Sonic 1. 
Oh, uh, and designed okay. very much after it, which is a really nice way to kind of work in some of the Sonic zones in on Earth as well, where they where they've hidden the Master Emerald. Yeah, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, right. Absolutely, the uh, the bloody at the end, Doctor Eggman, he gets the bloody Master Emerald, he absorbs it, he mm-hmm. turns into a supersonic bloody auto tuned zapping machine of green. Pretty uh, impressive, and sucks together all of uh, bloody gun guns in this movie, the bloody military all organization, the tanks, all everything. their tanks, and creates a giant death egg robot which is actually a combination of the boss from the end of Sonic 2 and the end of Sonic 3. Oh, so they brought it together cool. to make one boss. Um, I saw one thing on IMDb, which is a little bit silly, but it's like when they first advertised Sonic 2, it was like the two had Tails as Tails. And yeah. then later on they introduced Knuckles. So it was actually like Sonic 2 and Knuckles. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, you know, it's a, it's a little silly one there for you. Um, oh, dude, there's so, so many throughout this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think you've hit on the major yeah, ones, though. Yeah, I've hit on Gun, which is, which, is, which is very, very interesting. And if any Sonic fans are listening to this, you'll know what that means, because this is very much setting up a Sonic adventure storyline into the next film. Ooh, that means nothing to me. Yes, but for those of you who liked Sonic Adventure 2... It's really, I think, uh, setting up a Sonic Adventure 2 storyline, Moogle. Oh my god, that's my favourite Sonic storyline. Yeah, it's mine too, Moogle. It's the <laughs> other one I like. It's confused and dumb and silly, but I don't know, somehow nostalgic. But yeah, tons of references. I'm missing a ton. There's just visual mm-hmm. references throughout this whole thing. Sonic puts oh, a decoy so that's Sonic in his bedroom when he goes out to fight crime. And that's just like some of the Sonic references. There's, yeah. there's so many Jim Carrey references in this. In yeah. Sonic, uh, there's... There's a Gene Raffio reference. Uh, he does yeah. the worst as Sonic. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of content in here as far as references. And yeah, Drew Ben Schwartz popped a lot of his own stuff in. That's yeah. a good point. He's starting to become a little bit of an egomaniac, old Ben Schwartz, but a lovable egomaniac. Hey, he's well on the rise, so go ahead. Absolutely, Michael. I don't think you could expect anything more from Ben Schwartz considering what he was like when he wasn't famous. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Moogle. Uh, buddy, was it was it College Humor Origins? Uh, no, no, no. He only guest starred on College Humor a couple times, but he was—he's just a general improv guy. I think he was probably from that one that they always talk about that yeah. Conan O'Brien's from too. Mm, mm, okay, Groundlings, right? That's uh, where everyone starts yeah, in Hollywood. Sure, sure. Um, but Moogle. <sighs> How did I do? <laughs> was that all right? <laughs> yeah, you did great. I think, if anything, you asked too much of yourself. Because, yeah, you, you hit everything as well. Yeah. Yep. So- Sonic becomes supersonic mm. by combining the Chaos Emeralds. I don't think yes. you mentioned it the, happens. You the, just the mentioned Master it Emerald could. breaks yep. uh, and the Chaos Emeralds all fall out, do the circle, and then brrr, supersonic. I got so fucking excited. Michael was in the theatre for the second, my <laughs> yeah, yeah, second yeah. watching of this film, but I still was jumping up and down ah. like a little fucking idiot. It was very wholesome, but yeah. Sit down in your fucking seat! <laughs> it was well done too, though, like, because I think, again, from, like, a movie perspective... So good. He, they did it as he was about to get crushed, all hope was lost, yeah. which I think is... Look, they just built... Good tension. Better yeah. tension than Morbius, that's for sure. Woo-hoo. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, uh, here's one more reference. Uh, the first time we see Supersonic is in Sonic 2. Oh, my God, yeah. Wow, yeah. So it seems like they stayed really true to the limited source material and made something amazing. And Really did, yeah, Moogle. And, and there's a strict difference, I think, between this film and mm-hmm. Sonic 1. Yes, because oh, 100%. Sonic 1 was just a templated kids film, Well, so- much. Sonic 1 is a movie with Sonic in it. Yep. But Sonic 2 is a... is It's a, it's a Sonic movie. 
Yeah. You can feel the universe starting to be built in. You can really feel that that it's refocused around Sonic. You know, Tom Wachowski is more of a father figure. He's in the background. He's there. But Mm. really, this is is Sonic building up his his friends, his family. You know, that's why I say the origin story. Because this is the second part of his origins, which is building his team. You know? The three primary colors of yellow, red, and blue. Sonic, (laughs) Knuckles, and Tails. Which is probably the primary colors they use because that's all that showed up good on the game systems of the day. Of course, they were limited by the technology (laughs) they had, Moogle. But yeah, I, I even without being a fan or caring anything about Sonic, which I genuinely could not care less. But yeah, yeah even I saw that. I, I completely agree. And, and for me personally, like the B plot, I really enjoyed it because it was completely separate from that world. And mm. then they pulled it together really nicely. I want to talk about it a little bit because it was just ridiculous. And please, it was genuinely please, my favorite please. part. I think we're alone in this because I really enjoyed this section too, Mookle. And a lot yeah. of the reviews that I've watched so far, everyone's been like, don't show us the, the humans, show us Sonic. And I'm like, yeah, but these are characters in the film they deserve to have a role in this film you don't just sideline your universe because people only want to see sonic i think they've they've played the line here really well again yeah and this is what i'm saying like i don't know how but this film has towed so many lines so perfectly and i think this gives something to a lot of people who don't care about sonic and also a lot of the parents that have to come and bring their children to this movie potentially who are a little bit older mm. than the generation who cares about Sonic. Yeah, they would they would enjoy this because it's quite a humorous kind of half rom-com. Yeah. Uh, it's so interesting because like you've got the wedding that they're going to. Yes. You've got Rachel who's going to be wedded to Randall. And yes. first off, one of my favorite things about this is they set up this weird set of friends for Randall. Yeah. With this hyper-masculine guys who, like, replay Top Gun scenes almost in the way that they do a volleyball (laughs) scene with, like, really oily, tatted-up, bro-y guys who are really close to each other that somehow emasculate gorgeous, clearly fit James Marsden. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right. He was in a dorky Benny Harnish shirt. It was just a little bit too big so you couldn't see his rippling muscles, (laughs) Moogle. But to be fair, those guys were still bigger than him. Even if he had them, they were clearly in much better shape. You gotta bloody put something in there for the mums and the dads, eh, Moogle? Oh, you do. And, oh, God, me too, if you don't mind me saying. (laughs) But not everything's as it seems at this wedding because... Sonic's actually in trouble while the wedding's going on. The ceremony's right. happening, Nelson. They've gone to find the compass to find the Master Emerald in Siberia. Yes, and he gets into a bit of a kerfuffle with uh, Knuckles and Mr. Eggman, who yes. end up causing him to lose his teleportation rings or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, yeah, rings. <laughs> who cares? So the only ring he has access to to save him as an avalanche is pulling him down from the cliff that was started from the kerfuffle previously mentioned, Nelson. Well, I don't think he's all out of options, mate, when it comes to rings, because he gives his old mate Tom a ring on the phone, doesn't he, eh? <laughs> yeah, so he calls him by yes. ringing him, and then yes. he asks him to use his ring to teleport. Very yes. good, very good. Yes. Little little applause. Oh, bo- 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 bo. Thank you very much. But unfortunately, James Marsden doesn't have a ring handy because he's accidentally swapped it with the groom as he was trying yes. to impress a small child. Don't ask yes. too much about that. We won't go into that. Mm-hmm. And the groom is about to give uh, Rachel her wedding ring, which happens to be a teleportation ring. Oh, dear. So... James Marsden, he's a calm guy. He's the father figure to Sonic, and he's mm. teaching him a lot about responsibility. So he knows how to handle the situation. He punches the shit out of the groom, grabs <laughs> the ring, the throws it behind the priest, yeah. and makes sure, out of anywhere, 
the one direction he could have thrown it is the one that allows him to cause an avalanche to completely destroy the entire wedding the ceremony. The whole ceremony, Moogle. Yeah. And he has been specifically asked by Rachel not to fuck the wedding up as well. Yeah, because oh, she was cringy. kidnapped or something at one point. Before? Yes, yes. In the previous film, because uh, 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 Randall comes up to him and holds him accountable for all the shit he did to Rachel in the first film, like tie her up and steal her car, which you 100% yeah. did. And then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding, but you got some fucking work to do because she doesn't like you and Marson's like yeah I know yeah that's his fair but hey you don't need to feel bad about this wedding being ruined Nelson no. because it was a sham all the time because <laughs> Randall and all of his friends are a covert military operation just trying to catch Sonic and that's the yes. whole reason that this poor woman was brought into a romantic relationship with yeah. him, which is fucked nothing's going Rachel's way operation Catfish was a complete success, we hear from the bloody Olive Garden guy from the first film at the Mm. end. Um, He's uh, now started up Gun, as we've mentioned, the bloody military force. I can't remember what Gun stands for, sorry audience. Good United Nations. Nations. That's close enough, is good enough, but an important military force in the Sonic series, Moogle, and specifically the Sonic Adventure series. Mm-hmm. I got very excited when I saw them all come out. <laughs> I noticed. I was there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Olive Garden guy plays this amazingly. He's so Dude, he's straight-laced. So, good. He's so, so deadpan good. and so sociopathic. Yeah. yeah. Highlight of the film Completely for me. disconnected. Very funny. When Randall's like, oh, dude, I feel so bad. Like, I, like I really fucked things up with Rachel. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. like tricking her. And he's like, ah, we'll give her a gift card. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. But, like, just no uh, no ham from this guy. He played it perfectly. He was yep. such a good connection. Yep. But, hey, every single one of these actors gets to have a bit of a show because yes. Rachel just comes in drinking champagne. Woo! smashing into everyone yep. with a golf buggy and just doing the most badass no-look. This might be a Fast and the Furious reference. Yeah. No-look step off the cart oh, as it's careening so off a cliff, basically. Oh, like into the speakers of the yeah. reception and it all explodes and then Randall's like, what a woman. Yeah. Yes. And they get together and I think... So, oh, I love right. this scene so much. But also, yeah, they get back together because yes. Randall's like, no, I do also like you. Yep. This is... Bad. This is problematic. The trust Nelson. is gone, Moogle, yes. right? Love is the easy part of a relationship. Trust is the harder part, particularly when you've broken somebody's trust by lying to them through yeah. a sham wedding. And I think this, again, is like a sneaky problematic thing from Hollywood that no one's appreciating oh, that much 100%. anymore because the reason why the audience would celebrate this is because Randall is gorgeous. Oh, so handsome. And Rachel, while also... They set her out to be a really cool character. Yes. You can tell that the expectation is it's only because she is conventionally less attractive than Hollywood expects mm. that she should take Randall because how else would she get a man like this than letting him completely gaslight her, betray her, and then say sorry once? Like, yeah. I found this part. That was the one thing where I was like, I think you're sending bad messages, Sonic. Yeah, just forgive them. If they're good-looking enough, let them do whatever they want, Moogle. Genuinely, it's like, you're not going to get better. You you accept this lying Dirt bag who seems remorseful. Yeah, but she's more of a badass than he is in this one, though, yeah. Moogle. I think that's pretty clear, and I do want to be specific on that, because she can kick some fucking ass. Uh, really, really, really great roles throughout this whole piece. Really, really well played uh, all round. Oh, yeah. Uh, this film, just good. Yeah. Really good kids movie. If I had kids, I'd make them see it as soon as possible, because... Oh, so wholesome. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, 
really good film. It kind of didn't do the most for me because it was a kid's film, right? Yeah. But, man, I loved it. All right. A good bloody Sonic movie. And finally, Michael, uh, just got one bloody special segment for today's Ooh, episode. Ooh, rack out. <laughs> He's doing a pretty effective heartbeat noise with his mouth. Yeah, my heart! But in a wholesome way. That's right, it's time for Oh My Heart, but in a wholesome way. The segment where I take you through all the pieces of the film that made me go bloody... Oh, it's so adorable. I suppose I try to pick them apart, because that seems logical. Yes. Oh, so many parts of this film, Michael, that are just beautiful and so bloody wholesome. I'm calling it out. I've said it a bunch of times. PSA at the start, establishing the right behaviours in kids. No spoilers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Then we've got bloody... Right at the start, Sonic uh, opens a map he got from Longclaw, and he just sees a feather, Mm. and he tells... He says how much he misses her. He looks all sad. Poor little boy. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. However, the thing I didn't like about it is it turned out that that map all along was exactly what he needed, and it showed him what he needed exactly the right time. Oh yeah, big bullshit trope. What a bad. Oh yeah, god yeah. This is still this film is still guilty of cliche movie. Oh yeah, but just executed against the source material well. Wow, when I said I was gonna forgive it, when I said I was gonna tear these apart, I I thought it would actually be really hard, but straight off the gate, I'm doing okay. Let's let's do another. Going just the whole scene on the lake. Mookle, oh, when he's giving him advice, he's being real dadly, and Sonic's like, no, you're not my dad. Oh, it's a classic father-son bloody squabbles. It's so cute. Yeah, pretty cute. I really feel like they hadn't quite established the relationship effectively at that point. It was a little hard for me to buy into it at Well, if you'd time. remember but the first film, Mookle, you probably would have been okay with it. No, 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 no. Before don't the use bloody that Wachowskis me. go to Hawaii, <laughs> they all fist bump, and they all say Wachowski together. Sonic took their last name, boy. Michael, so sweet. I can't believe now. that they stole that fist bump from the Mighty Ducks, though. Quack, oh, quack, quack all along, the audience. And then right at the end, I've got a couple. At the end, when Sonic's fighting Eggman, Maddie's like, let's go get our kid. And then right at the end, Sonic calls Tommy's dad. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. These are all very, like, father-son <laughs> dynamic-based, Nelson. I've got bad daddy issues. <laughs> Hey, look, they were pretty wholesome. I'm not going to bite into those. I'll give you that one. Yeah, no, that was actually a lot of heartstring moments that were pulled yeah, off well. beautiful moments. And I audibly went, or oh, um, this I was film there. just warmed <laughs> my heart. Michael, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, real bad film or real bad film question mark? So what I'm going to do mm. is... I've definitely been gushing about this film, but I think I'm going to save exceptions from our formula for very special movies from now on. I'm going to give this a real bad film question mark. The only reason I'll give it a question mark is because it definitely was a kid's film and it was a good kid's film for sure. But some of the pop culture cliches, there was just a couple too many references. It did get a little grating every now and then. Yep. Um, But definitely a film to watch, but Mm. I'll give it a real bad film question mark, Nelson. Okay, okay. Okay, that's good, Michael. I mean, by our standards, real bad film, question mark for me. If that wasn't already obvious, uh, I very much enjoyed this film. It warmed my heart, it warmed my soul, and it made me happy, Moogle. I'm going to go so far as to say real good film by my standards. Um, Good fun. I was close. Using the source material in the right ways. 
everyone is having fun in this role. Like you said, they know it's a family movie. They know Mm -hmm. it's a kid movie. They know it needs the color and the energy and everybody is bringing it. It's written well. uh, Mm. Well, you know, it's written well enough. (laughs) Yeah, it's written right. Really, really funny and and really, really heartwarming moments throughout this film. Uh, Take your kids to see it. Go and see it yourself. It really is a treat and an excellent Sonic movie. Yeah, I'm so surprised that I would recommend a Sonic movie, but this is one to watch. Yeah, I never thought there would come a time, Mookle, where, <laughs> where, where some of the Sonic franchise would be restored to some level of uh, consumable quality. Mookle. Oh, yeah, they're taking a swing at Nintendo. Let's get that next Super Mario Brothers Ooh, movie out, Nintendo. The they said 2022, thrown. but knowing Nintendo, that's probably going to get pushed back to a 2023 <laughs> holiday window, Mookle. I can't imagine it winning this. There's just... No. How much appeal can you have in a kid's movie about an old, middle-aged, mustachioed Italian plumber? Mm -hmm. Played by Chris Pratt. Oh, no, I mean, that's the one part I'm excited for. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I reckon he'll do great. I'm sure he'll do fine. Mookle, and that wraps up the body 2022 Moddy Property. Family all-rounder Sonic 2... Which means it's time for everybody's favourite segment. Well, Sonic, I'm going to try and kill you, then retire! It's time for Pitch That Siege. The segment where me and Michael pitch each other sequels for the bloody video game films we're watching, Mookle. hey oh, What do you got for us? All right, Nelson, so I've got a really good pitch that sitch for us, if I don't say so myself. Mm, you say away, my friend, and I will listen away with my ears. Bloody finger your tongue in this little ear hole, eh? Yeah, bringing that back, I'm sure everyone's very happy to be violated by those words every time. Yeah. So, this movie picks up... Uh, gonna do... Um, gonna break the routine once again. I'm gonna go away from my tricks, Ooh. Nelson. I'm gonna do a direct sequel to this Sonic movie oh. this time around. Hello, hello, hello. So Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, they've won. They're victorious. And they're basking in their glory. So Ooh. they manage to take a little bit of a space odyssey. You know what I mean? Okay. They start exploring each other's worlds, mm. getting to know each other a little bit mm. more. They really start- angling into the worst parts of Sonic Adventure 2, which is when they tried <laughs> to do similar to Mario Galaxy, but they did not have the technology for the gravitational pull Moogle. Yeah, perfect. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned gravitational pull, Nelson, because as they're travelling through worlds, they start to do a bit of adventuring and exploring themselves. Ooh. As they're walking through the galaxy, unfortunately for them, Nelson... Oh, no. There happens to be a very odd floating white gloved hand above their heads. Oh, very interesting, Moogle. You've piqued my interest, hey? Well, this white hand picks up these characters and manages to throw them into an arena. And as they look around, unaware of their surroundings in this void, Uh they see... Mario? Oh. Peach? Oh. Kirby? Ooh. Zelda? What? Link? What? Samus? What? Metal Gear Solid Solid Snake? What? Marth from Fire Emblem? A good one's a guy. And a thousand other Marth? Lookalikes? Yeah, a bunch of blue head <laughs> and blue, <laughs> blue head boys and girls from the Fire Emblem series, yeah? Little do these guys know. Oh dear. Doesn't matter the bonds that they've built along the way because it's mm. time mm. to fight. 
to the death. Over and over again, Nelson. Sonic and his new friends fight to the death over and over again. Just never understanding it. Never wondering. Oh, dear. Never knowing why they want to do this. Why is everyone always pulling them into the scene? Is that how they inhale? Rounds, rounds, rounds. It feels like hell. But then, all of a sudden, they look out of the screen, Nelson. Ooh. And then it pulls out to us holding a video game controller. Oh, okay. Because they were in Smash Brothers all along. Oh, taking it down a Wreck-It Ralph route. Moo call. Yeah, but they're going to wreck it every single character in Smash Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. We're not building up to it. Yeah, we've we've done Detective Pikachu by this point. We've done Sonic and we've done Mario. And then we're just going to chuck everyone else in. They're all bloody... What, 88, 90 characters that there are in the new Smash Bros? I haven't bought it in ages. You you have it, don't you? Yeah, have any I, got, other. I got it all, Mookal. Yeah, there's a, a lot. Problem. Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you love Nintendo. You're a sweet Nintendo boy. Mm, slave uh, to marketing. But yeah, so I mean, that's what it's called. It's going to be called yeah. Sonic 3. Okay. Smash Bros. on the Wii. <laughs> Sonic 3, Smash Brothers on the Wii. Check it out today. That they had to put it on the Wii so that they could expand the roster for the fourth Sonic. They don't want to like yeah, bite okay. everything. They're going to draw it back a bit. I'm surprised they didn't go back to 64. Mook will really start at the Origins with just the eight characters. Get rid of Sonic. It's a Sonic 3 movie, though, so I understand it does have to be from Wii, which accurately was mm. Sonic's first appearance in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. That's actually what I was going to say, why it couldn't be on 64. It's because yep. Sonic would never have been on a 64 yeah. version of Smash Brothers. Yeah, okay. Uh, a very disappointing end to a very psychologically uh, draining film that would probably be quite cool visually, yeah. but ultimately very sad as the characters realise they are just pawns in yeah. somebody else's game. It's like that Google. weird movie, The Platform. Have you seen that? Like no. one of those classic, like saw style ones where yeah, there's like okay. a psychological, like the cube, similar to the yeah, cube, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like The Platform's one where like it's just grim and sad and no one yeah. wins. Nobody wins. Okay. Oh, just like life, Moogle. A really good pitch, that sitch. You know what, buddy? You're always going to win me with a bloody Super, Super Smash Brothers reference. Bloody love those games. Mm-hmm. A lot of attention to detail in those ones. Moogle, I'm going to take us straight to Sonic 3. There's a bloody Knuckles yeah. Paramount Plus series coming out. I'm not creative enough to work out what the fuck that's going to be. Probably his origin story, right? Probably. It Who knows? has to be. They haven't made him enough of a character to do things now. It's mm. got to be origin-based. His journey through time and space to find bloody Sonic Come to get his revenge. Come with me on a journey through time and space. Mm, but Mookal, we're going over to Sonic 3. See, what I didn't mention here is after old Eggman dies, old Mr. Bloody Olive Garden gift cards wandering around being mm-hmm. like, there's no way he could have survived that fall. But then we see bloody Agent Stone walking around in gun gear undercover. Mm. Oh, what's that all about? Ooh, sneaky, sneaky. And not only that, one of the agents says, oh, mate, we were deleting all Robotnik files and we uncovered something and he goes oh dear bloody project shadow and we see shadow rise up from a capsule some people are seeing that they can see some red glowing eyes on that but i'm going to ignore that for the purposes of my pitch that sitch sure if that's right we're going to shadow the hedgehog the game instead of sonic adventure 2 which uh, nobody wants it's a bad game it's a bad story okay it's a multiple storyline game there's not even one conclusion (laughs) to it it's bad plus uh uh, spoiler uh, shadow dies at the end of sonic adventure 2 so it makes no fucking sense oh bright side that'll help us for our death game 
it sure will. So we're going straight into Sonic Adventure 2. Take me there, buddy. You see, they've set it up already lightly. Sonic's been going around destroying the city. In comes Bloody Shadow out of nowhere. He's going around destroying Uh the city too. Both at the moment trying to stay in the shadows, right? Doesn't make any sense (laughs) because, right? Yeah, there's a pun for you. Uh, It doesn't make any sense in the games because everyone already knows Sonic and they're different colors. But we're going to do it in this one that uh, that there's been a bit of misinformation spread. The old bloody Olive Garden guy really wanted to arrest Sonic. They 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 locked him up at the once they revealed themselves at the wedding. So he's actually going to spread misinformation. He knows Shadow's out there making trouble, but he's getting bloody gun to go out there. He's paying out the media to make him put Sonic's visage on all of the newspapers. So actively spreading misinformation. And like they're both like fast blurs. So I think it wouldn't actually be that hard a smear campaign, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we see in Sonic Adventure Two, Shadow's origins are very uh, directly shadowy. To well, they're they're shadowy, but they're also directly <laughs> tied to uh, Doctor Robotnik's grandfather, I believe it is, yeah, uh, and his um, I sure. think niece, I think it is Maria, who uh, uh, who's really really close with Shadow. Maria gets killed by gun. Uh, gun soldiers. Jesus. Uh, Sonic lore is grimmer than right? I thought it would be. And then Shadow like loses his shit and he's like, well, I've got to kill everyone. That's what Maria would want. But ultimately he comes to find that that's not what Maria wanted. She would want him to love and be better. And he sacrifices himself. <laughs> a doodly, 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 do. So they've spread the misinformation. Uh, Sonic doesn't know what to do. He gets bloody arrested again. Uh, we're going to go shot for shot. They're flying through a helicopter. We're doing City Escape. They've done two references to it already. Sure. Smashes out of the helicopter, uses the door as a bloody skateboard. Uh, we see the first sequence of the film is him riding down through that. All that other stuff is kind of laid later on that we find out. So we're going shot for shot for Sonic Adventure 2. Okay. Uh, we're going to meet Amy in this film, Amy Rose. She's going to show up. We're going to introduce a love interest for Sonic. Uh, we're also going to introduce Rouge the Bat, a bloody love interest for Knuckles as well. We're going to keep that okay. bloody dichotomy between those two characters going. But this right, time it's going to be with her. Ooh, tricky, tricky love. Teenage love and weird bat and echidna love. <laughs> She's a bat? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think What's so. Rose? Is she a... Amy Amy Rose is uh, I think she's an she a flower or a human no no she's a uh, what's Sonic a hedgehog she's yeah a hedgehog I think oh okay good for him and then Rouge is a bat stick to your own kind Sonic not like that sicko Knuckles mm, 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 mm. but it turns out how did Shadow Buddy get a, a escape it's Buddy Olive Garden guy spreading the misinformation because he wants to take down Sonic but Stone is the one who released Shadow from his capsule while putting Eggman in a similar type of capsule to reconstruct him and bring him back to life because he did indeed die. Stone's pulling the strings behind this one. Dr. Eggman uh, comes to life a little bit later in the film to uncover his origins. They've said in the first film that he was an orphan, so really important that he starts to connect with his routes, find out where he comes from, and he really does come from evil. Mookle. Hitler's his grandfather, hey? That's grim. And then we finish it the same way. They find a big fucking space lizard and Shadow and Sonic go Super Shadow and Super Sonic. That's it. Boom. (gasps) Sonic 3. Alright, so you've just kind of said what the game is. is Yeah, pretty much and made some slight adaptations. Lazy adaptations. (laughs) Hey, pretty good though. It mostly seemed to work. Float in my mind. That's a pretty good pitch of that decision. Probably by the sounds of it. 
kind of close to what the movie might be. Mm, maybe a spoiler alert for that one, though. I'm sure they'll be a little bit more clever and, and bring in a lot more from the comics, which I am one not would familiar hope. with. What's the title on that bad boy, Nell yeah, Bell? We'll call it bloody Sonic 3 in Sonic's Shadow, eh? Yeah, that's not bad. Eh? That's pretty good. Just Sonic Shadow even, right? Yeah, yeah, right? We could do a face-off thing like we did last week for My Bitch That's It. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Very good. Thank you very much. And everyone, very good of you to listen all the way to the end of this bloody podcast and thank, thank you, you so fucking much all of our wholesome love goes out to you today for this bloody wholesome fun family tale <laughs> uh, Michael uh, what do we got for them bloody next week next week so we've hit a couple of runners with uh, video game properties right mm. so I think let's see if we can take a win with a anime to a live adaptation oh we know these always go very well Mookle. we're gonna have dragon ball evolution for Ooh. the audience to start things off Nelson. oh gosh yeah this is one i am <laughs> i saw this in the cinemas Mookle. ah god oh that must be so sad if i've seen you i saw it like two years ago and yeah. i still thought that was a waste of money yeah right and if ever you wanted to see an angry fan Mookle, this is the right one to get me angry because this yeah, is straying Far too far from the source material, though I do think there are some elements of this one worth exploring, Mookle. Okay, well, stay tuned for that one next week, audience. Seems like we're going to rile Nelson up. I'll poke the bear if you want me to, audience. Everyone, uh, Agent Stone was way too horny for Robotnik in this film. He, he's playing dress-ups at one point and he scrolls past bloody one of Robotnik in a bloody maid dress. Too horny. Mm, too horny. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. My babies. <laughs> Look what came out of my egg sack. Yeah, I sure am. No, fuck. <laughs> okay, Tails, you ready, buddy? Yeah, I sure... Hmm, it's Tails that I can't get. I sure... I sure... I sure am. I sure am. I sure am. There we go. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay, Tails, you ready, buddy? I sure it's gonna kill me. I sure am. I ah. just do your best. Mm-hmm.